So I figure I'm going to go with the first question because I think the first question is the most pertinent to your readers, which is how do I freaking make money at my business? Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Janine. Janine, thank you so much for being here with us. Wonderful to be here. I'm excited. Let's roll, baby. Got this ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us who you are and a little bit about your business. Well, okay. That's always kind of huge because (laughs) I've lived a few decades. You know, I look great, but I've lived a long time. So I think uh, the best way to explain it is let's just start with just what are you doing right now? And who are you, who are you kind of serving and supporting right now? So I'm a serial entrepreneur and I sell businesses after I build them up and all that. And I have finally landed upon a business that I absolutely thrive in and enjoy. So I won't be selling it anytime soon. And that is, I own a broadcasting station, Uh, not a station, but a whole company. We've got 64 public radio stations, 47 internet-based platforms. So we run podcasts, radio shows. And if you want to be on WXBN in Boston, we'll make that happen for you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Now tell us how you got into all that. (laughs) That's what I'm looking for. Awesome. Yeah. It's like, so tell me what you do. And I'm like, well, Uh, we've done a lot. (laughs) Okay. So we've got two and a half hours go. (laughs) But no, that's always it. Every entrepreneur struggles with that. I am no exception. Neither are you. It's like, we are so diverse. Like we have had, we've gone through so many different reiterations before we landed on our thing. That when we land on our thing, man, we just milk it for all it's worth, but then we might get bored. So I used to sell companies and then move on. And what I've started doing is grabbing the company and then let it run on autopilot, hire really amazing people that love doing that thing. And then I go and I build another one. And so now I've got four of them. So that's kind of where I am right now. <laughs> you are awesome. So those four businesses, are they all in broadcasting or are they in... Everything. Of course not. Oh, of course, course not. not. Why, would Come on. <laughs> Why would we do that? Okay. Entrepreneurs, let me, entrepreneurs, One is we are multifaceted, <laughs> right? right? We have passions in probably 87 directions, but we only can make money in four of those. So we focus on that area. Sweet and so way. that's kind of what, right? So that's kind of where we are. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. So the mm-hmm. other businesses are like, I'm an author, so I started my own publishing aspect. I'm an online course creator, so now I teach people how to make money on 90-minute workshops. You know, it's like every time I found something, and I would just run with it until I made money. Once I learned how to make money, then I started teaching other people, and then that system was set up and run. So I'm very systems-oriented. Yeah. <laughs> I love how your brain works. So I'm an author, so I ran a publishing company. <laughs> <laughs> you do <laughs> okay so yeah that kind of took seven years but you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah oh, it's an overnight success yeah because it was overnight oh i always love that especially when my these young kids come up to me and they start talking about oh man have you heard this latest guy like david bowie he's the bomb i'm like wow do you know how old that man is right but my kids are all excited because they ran into this new group and you're just like, wow, wow. The Moody Blues have been around a while, sweetie. <laughs> that reminds me of a conversation my son had when he was in playing hockey and they're in the change room. One kid goes, oh yeah, I like classic music. And the guy goes, like 
jazz old people stuff he goes no like classic rock <laughs> oh not classical oh 80s 90s oh. there we go we're not into the lawrence Welk because i'm thinking classical trikowski Debussy, right. Where? yeah right like the jazz stuff and he met the jazz stuff i'm like oh wow Yikes. you guys don't even have the vocabulary for this conversation. No. <laughs> it's awesome that's cute oh my god i love it so tell me what is your favorite business right now what's the one that you're most jazzed by Right, right. So, like, that's asking me which one of my children I like better. By the way, I have four. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's really hard, and I know people want you to pick favorites and everything because it's so much easier to talk about. And I think this is something I'd like to to share with you is that entrepreneurs are frequently done had this done to them because marketing professionals, interviewers like ourselves, we want to find out. Okay, let's find a. Precisely. Let's find a landing spot so that we can find some sort of connection so we can really blossom the conversation or the support or whatever it is you're doing. And it's really tough for us entrepreneurs because we're like a disco ball. Everybody's like, oh, you have glitter ball syndrome, blah, blah, blah. No, we are the disco ball. And depending upon where the light is shining from is the kind of light that we're shining off of our multidimensional selves. And so Every entrepreneur I've ever met, when people were like, well, what's your favorite business? And we're like, well, it's kind of like asking Dr. Frankenstein which monster he liked best. Well, you know, when you create something, you love it. Whether you're two and you just made this awesome pie out of mud or you're 58 and you're working on business number 18. Uh, hey, trust me, I can go in eight different directions at once and have all those conversations at the same time. Just don't get me drinking wine because then it'll turn into 16. And, <laughs> and this good. is why we drink coffee, because for us, it's a calmative. <laughs> exactly. Keeps me nice and warm, nice and slowed down. Calms things down and people are like, you drink way too much coffee. This must coffee. This must be why you have so much energy. And I'm like, oh no, you haven't seen me when I don't have it. <laughs> this calms me down. Awesome. So that's the fun. Well, then let's talk about my favorite nuance right now is the broadcasting and in Boston. What do you got going on in Boston and how did people get involved? Uh, okay. So Boston, actually I'm in, right? <laughs> Speaking of. Okay, how do I get <laughs> I love that. So the best thing is, is we have the ability to launch people, their radio stations, their radio shows, or their podcast shows, depending upon what you know preference they have. We have the ability to launch them in pretty much any demographic they want all over the United States. We're not international. We stick within the United States unless you have a podcast which can go on Spotify, iTunes, you know, yada yada yada, the whole list, right? We have only 47 of those platforms that we can get you on. <laughs> so the, so depending upon what you're wanting to do. So like if you want to be on the cover of Entrepreneur, all that takes is $30,000 and we'll be happy to put you on the cover of that. You can get on the cover of ink or Kiplingers, all of that sort of stuff can be purchased because that's space. So I always like to let people know, well, what is your approach? What is it you're trying to accomplish? Do you just want your face to be a household name? Well, then that's, you know, mortgage the house and you'll have enough hundreds of thousands to be able 
to do that and get your face on every cover because this is or what take they a do severe pay cut and, and go and work in broadcasting. <laughs> or you could work in broadcasting. There you go. It just depends on what you want. So that's kind of how you get involved. One of my favorite things is I run these little workshops. I do them once a month and it's how to make money on a 90 minute workshop, basically sharing what you know. Like you have a problem that you solve as an entrepreneur. I know that you have spent probably seven years streamlining this problem and the solution, and you've got it down on lock. Uh, there are some problems that I have been able to solve that took seven years and $35,000 of education, but I have got it nailed down. And I share that on these 90 minute workshops. So people are about webinared out. Like they're so tired of being sold that five, 10, $25,000 package where you'll help walk with them. And so I have found a lot of profit in being able to sell 90 minute workshops. And so that's one of my favorite. And what's funny is the most popular one, most popular one is a 90 minute workshop on how to run 90 minute workshops. (laughs) 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 That's, that's number one. I have all these other workshops. I've run over 91 different kinds of courses and workshops. And that's the one that sells consistently every month. So there you go. That's how I make quick money. It makes anywhere from $1,200 to $1,500. And that's with like a small list. Like I have 95 people on my list. I maybe have 200 people in a Facebook group. I'm working with that kind of demographic when when we do these $1,200 to $1,500 workshops. And the price point's 37 bucks to buy in. So there you go. Fine. So what's one of the quirkiest ones you've ever done? Uh, Say that one more time. I'm sorry. What's one of the quirkiest ones you've ever done? (laughs) Quirkiest, weird, odd, uh, (laughs) whatever word you want to use. (laughs) Quirky. What the hell's quirky? (laughs) I, uh, I ran a 90 minute workshop on how to, for authors on how to create your audiobook for free. Cool. That yeah. sounds like fun. That's yeah. Well, it was for my authors, and that's one I consistently run every month because that one's a big seller, but not as much as the 90-minute workshop on how to run 90-minute workshops. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's kind of funny too. I, I, I knew cute? a guy once that was telling people how to get their book on Amazon, and he goes, And I have this book on, and he's talking business, 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 business. And he goes, And I have this other one. It's on pumpkin carving. And I went, <laughs> pumpkin carving (laughs) i tell you authors and entrepreneurs multi-dimensional we have passions in a variety of areas so i have four different demographics because i'm working on book number 12 as an author and so for uh, i have um One demographic is business owners, of course, the thriving solopreneur and that kind of whole thing. And then I have the other one on how to be a standout author on podcasting. And I did that for my broadcasting company because I was tired of people not knowing how to be a good guest. And I was trying to save podcasters. So I was like, here, have a media kit. This is how you treat your podcaster, yada, yada, yada. So there's a whole book on that one. And then I have a whole series on debt-free living because that's what I started with. I was helping my students. I was a college professor. I was teaching mathematics and physics. And all of a sudden I noticed people's grades were dropping like rocks at this end of the semester. And it wasn't because of the material. It was because they weren't getting nutrition because they were buying ramen, cup of noodles, all that stuff by the end because they they couldn't keep their scholarship money going. Nobody had taught them 
budgeting. So I started teaching the freshman classes on this is how you budget. This is how you set up a budget, blah, blah, blah. So I've been teaching money for years. Now the fourth one is my woo-woo section. And that's where I have a whole series on seeking the divine, finding the divine, expressing the divine. It's the whole woo-woo uh, camp. And that's my weirdest one because I also am a shaman. So there you go. That's that. It's not pumpkin carving. Pumpkin carving is really cool. I'm a shaman. <laughs> burn sage randomly as I walk around. <laughs> and depending upon what you're clearing, it can be white sage, buffalo sage, you know, there you go. We can get, we can get crafty. Fun. So you, are you the kind of person we get to go for a walk and you're like, Hey, that's buffalo sage. Yes. <laughs> yes, random. I am. I live in, I live out here in Colorado. Oh my gosh. Oh, we have so many ecosystems here. And so I'm a mile high and people go, Oh yeah, Janine, yeah. you're high. And I'm that like, Oh, come it. on, give me a break. <laughs> I'm over 5,600 feet. I'm over a mile high. <laughs> so does that mean you get to join the mile high club every time? Every time. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, it's kind of like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> just because I stay on the ground, <laughs> that's not cheating. That's just being practical. Hello. <laughs> no, I'm a shaman. I'm just grounded. <laughs> grounded. Very grounded. <laughs> well done. Bravo. Touche. <laughs> So when it comes to business and starting up business, most people have a hard enough time trying to start up one. I was a special kind of crazy. First time I went into entrepreneurialism, I started up three in the Northwest Territories with no people around, but that's beside the point. You, <laughs> Colorado, and okay, if you're in Colorado, why are you promoting Boston? See, I told you I could have six conversations at once. <laughs> So I figure I'm going to go with the first question because I think the first question is the most pertinent to your readers, which is how do I freaking make money at my yeah. business? Michelle, stay on point. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and then I'll we'll talk about Boston later. <laughs> That's great. But no, actually, how do you go about making money? And to me, the biggest thing is people need to really focus on being a salesman. And I don't mean salesman like greasy salesman, like sell people something they don't want. But unfortunately, until you really get good at being able to sell, you're not going to be a very good entrepreneur. You have to have cash on the barrel head. I'm originally from Missouri. That's where my family camp comes from. So cash on the barrel head. You hear that from me all the time. It's until, until somebody puts money into your hand and says, I want your product or service, you are not in business and we prefer you to be profitable. So until you are making a profit, otherwise you just have a very expensive hobby and we don't <laughs> want that for you. We want you to be making money so you can keep creating because most entrepreneurs I have met are insanely creative. They're just creative in a way that most of society doesn't consider creative. They can't help it. They're not an artiste. So entrepreneurs are like, let me go be creative in this space that I love playing in. So I'm going to do something crazy that people say nobody can make money at, and I'm going to go do game design. Now I bring you Minesweeper, right? Because who would have thought that a game made with squares would catch on the way it has, but yet it is one of the best tools we've got in the educational system. <laughs> oh <my>. Tetris, <laughs> I remind you of Tetris. <laughs> Tetris comes in super handy when you're packing the back of a vehicle. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and so those are the types of things that started off as, why are you doing this? You can't make a living doing this. And I have, you and I have both lived long enough to where we can look at that and go, uh, yes, they can. I bring you Flappy Bird. <laughs> <laughs> We were just talking about pet rocks the other day. On my yeah, show. Like, not to be confused with Twitter. That's a very different type of bird. <laughs> and the angry birds. And very, yes. There's a whole bunch of birds going on. Have you noticed? Anyway, so Although if how you, you follow go Trump, about... it's kind of like Twitter angry birds. So the biggest thing I like to tell people is make money first. And that is, Get the first sale, get proof of concept first, sell, sell, sell that one product, that one service. And that's really difficult for an entrepreneur because they get bored. They get bored. Why do you think I'm an entrepreneur? It's because I'm emotionally unemployable. Okay. I really do not like to be in business. If, unless I'm in business, unless I'm doing multiple things at once, I get bored. That's why corporate didn't work for us. Okay. We don't bring corporate home. And so how do you go about making money? You find out what sales, and once you have that first sale at $37 or whatever it happens to be, you keep raising the price until people stop saying yes, and then you scale it. What most entrepreneurs do is they, they go out, they build something, they think it's the most beautiful thing they've ever seen because they built it. Of course it's beautiful. You built it. I agree with you. Unfortunately, you didn't ask the public if they were interested in buying it. So basically, you put yourself in inventor status. Don't want to be that. Not when you're first starting. You want to make enough money so that you can go to the back and have the business running automated. You've hired people. You've trained people. And then you go be the inventor based on the income you've made from your business. This is the idealized version and you know the perfected world in the perfect world this is what we would like to have happen or you can be a special kind of crazy like me and go and change your mind every six months and go yeah okay that's not working the way i wanted it to <laughs> clients love it but you know i'm done <laughs> do not that's do where that. i encourage you to hire out and get it all systemized and then you can go make passive income from it and go do something else yeah yeah. That's how so, I would coach you. <laughs> so talk to us about the sales aspect of it. Cause I know that a lot of people, uh, especially in their marketing, get very confused, muddled, whatever you want to call it in their messaging. And they start talking to something. And it's like, dude, do you talk to anybody that way? <laughs> you don't do that. This Why would not you good. do it just because you're writing it down all of a sudden or because you're <laughs> recording it or because whatever. So how do you get people especially entrepreneurs to be able to sell their thing without the kind of verbal diarrhea and, or some other variation of that. Uh, first of all, let's do some definitions real quick. And one <laughs> definition sales, that's cash. That's like money coming across the barrel head that sales. I always like to get very basic with this because it's easy to get confused because a lot of words are thrown around. What is marketing. Marketing is when you're ready to scale. That's when you start marketing because now you know you have a viable product that multiple people have already said yes to, and you're now selling it above cost. Hey, bonus props to you. Promotion. That's when you're scaling at another level. And promotion is where you're going out and you're talking about your business and you're sharing with people what you do. That's where you get into the podcasting. And I highly recommend you get my free book, 
author podcasting, how to be a standout guest and take your book on a virtual tour. And you may go, Janine, I thought we were talking business owners. So I'm like, guess what? I niched the book down. Hello. The same principle applies. Just put business instead of book. Okay. But I wanted to niche it down. So there you go. But I highly recommend you get my book so that you can go out on the podcasting tour and promote yourself once you have the ability to A, capture your client digitally, and B, they buy from you without you being present. So these are some of the things that are basics that, believe it or not, some entrepreneurs have a difficulty with. So how do you get sales? One, make sure you have Venmo, PayPal, something like that. I know this sounds very basic for some people, but believe it or not, I have coached people who didn't even have a separate business account for their business. So this is a very expensive hobby. So you want to make sure you have your own a separate bank account, and then you want to set up PayPal, Venmo, Stripe. I don't care which one you use. Just use one of those to capture uh, your income so that people will pay you while you are sleeping. The second thing is you want to have a Calendly link or bookme.com or something like that. You want a calendar so that people can get onto your calendar without you being present. Okay. So those are the two or three requirements, bank account, (laughs) Calendly link, and um, you want some sort of a a Calendly and payment system, right? So those are the three. Believe it or not, in this digital world, we have people running around that don't know how to do these things. So that is necessary if you're going to be successful. Last thing, there are people out there that want what you have. Otherwise, you would not have had the impulse to create it. So when you get ready to sell whatever it is you have, and somebody says, so Janine, what do you do? I always go, ah, I'm a white glove broadcaster. And I stop talking. So you give them, what you try to do is you put yourself in a place where you describe what you do in three words, and then you stop talking. And when I used to teach money, I used to say, I'm a financial first responder. And I would wait until people said, well, what is that? I help people with debt-free living. Stop talking. (laughs) You want engagement. You want a conversation. You do not want to give them verbal diarrhea. We have all been recipients of this, have we not? (laughs) Yes, indeed we have. <laughs> awesome. So when when people are doing things like podcasting and they're kind of promoting their things, what do you think is most important that they get across during that conversation in order to engage their audience in their products and services and what they're doing? Well, I always think it's most important to talk to the host about it because I want to know what is the host doing? What was the purpose of you having this podcast, right? Those were some of the things that you and I were chatting about a little bit before I ever came on as a guest, which was I wanted to make sure that what I was offering was appropriate for the people that you were reaching out to and could I give good service? So I am not speaking to business owners that are in business just to make money. If you're purpose is just to make money, you need a different set of advice. I'm speaking to the business owner that dropped out of the workforce and started their own business because they felt they had a better system, a better way, and they were trying to make the world a better place, one client or one customer at a time. So those are what I call service-based professionals or people that are entrepreneurs of heart, meaning they felt they had the answer to a problem. So when I'm coaching them, about getting on podcasts and that sort of thing. The whole idea is 
what is the problem you solve? And that is what you talk about. <laughs> what is the problem you solve? And I solve the problem of how do I make money, Janine? Because it's not coming through the door the way I need. And I go, hey, have you heard about my 90-minute workshops? <laughs> like, That's the problem I solve. 90-minute workshops on my making 90-minute workshops. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the kidding. thing is, is it helps to have a case study. So make sure it works first before you start promoting it. <laughs> Remember, go back to question number four. <laughs> I love it. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients in any arena. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Uh, her name is Rena Longmoons. She's a shaman. So she was operating in the woo-woo space. So I had a very tiny email list. So did she. She had 55 people on her email list. She had 42 people in her Facebook group. She is 68 years of age and she does not do digital anything. I mean, Facebook is only because she knows how to operate it from her phone. Okay. So this is the individual I'm working with. And she goes, so Janine, do you think you can help me make money? And I'm like, you know what? We're going to give it the college try because if I can succeed with you, I can succeed with any business owner, right? She had really nothing to go on. So we did, we ran a 90 minute workshop. It was called uh, creating clarity by walking the medicine wheel. She is of the Seneca nation. And so that was what we were doing was offering a workshop based on her understanding of that. So we ran the 90 minute workshop. She made $1,200. So $1,217 to be exact. She charged $37 a ticket for that 90 minute workshop. Nice. Good for uh -huh. her. That's awesome. So that's the Cinderella story. And now she's writing a book and she goes, Janine, oh my gosh, can I have your help? Uh, I want to write this book and I need $1,500 to put as a deposit down. I just don't have that kind of cash. I'm like, what about a 90 minute workshop? You want to do it again? Like she was shocked <laughs> that it would work if she did it again. Isn't that great? I love your the reaction, by the way, <laughs> Michelle, that's pr priceless because she really was dumbfounded that I said again, like, well, let's run it again. It's been three months. Let's do it. Ran it again. She made $1,500 that time. And it was 1500 and some change. Anyway, so I'm like, ooh, look at you. You made 22 extra bucks. So $1,500 <laughs> goes to the publisher and you've got, ooh, $22 left over. Again, uh, she sold it though. At this time, the price point was $57 instead of $37. <laughs> so those are the price good. points. Good celebrating money. You know, I, buy coffee. Well, that's what or I, whatever. that's what I tell people, right? It's like, well, if you're wanting the bigger systems, if you want the flash that you're going to find on Facebook and LinkedIn and hundreds of thousands, it takes time to build up to that. So if you're just starting off, this is how you go about selling what's between your ears and working with people who already know you, they already like you. And they, most of the time they do trust you because in a 90 minute workshop, if you don't solve that problem for them that you said you were going to solve for them, word will get around, I assure you. Nice. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. So talk to me more about the book and, um, and kind of how people start their journey with you. Is, would the book make the most sense? Is there other opt-ins, things in your website, discovery calls? What do you got going on to bring people in? Right. Well, I think for your particular audience, I know how busy they are. And even though you can read my book in an hour or less, not every, 
<laughs> Getting somebody to sit down and read a book. Yeah, like that's going to happen. So <laughs> with your very busy people, I'm thinking the best way is uh, for them to go to, they can go to author podcasting and they can see what kind of programs I have running at that point. But honestly, it's my 90 minute workshops, or you can go to my, uh, what I call the mother center, my mothership company, which is the eight gates. And you can sign up for my open Friday coffee. And that's where I open up a zoom room and whoever wants to join me on that Friday morning, you register and sign up and we talk about whatever your little heart desires. You can ask any question. It's totally free. And that kind of gets you into a place where you can see if I'm somebody that's really who you want to work with. If you want to join me for the 90 minute workshop on how to run these things, <laughs> because there is a little bit of a technique to it. It's not hard. It's not scientific in the sense of uh, it takes a lot of automation or geekiness. But you do have to do some selling, and I help you get past those objections. So I think that would be the easiest way. Go to the8gates.com and sign up for my Open Friday coffee, and that way everything's free and you're not having to invest anything except a little time. Love it. And in case you're worried that, you know, the dynamics that's going on in this conversation is always there, uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, give her enough coffee and she'll come straight down <laughs> conversation with you. Tell, tell her, say, Janine, can you take another sip of coffee? And I'll go, oh, talking too fast? Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> tell me more about how you, you know, the point in which you found yourself that special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur. I was 10 years old and my parents would not buy me candy. And that is what initiated the whole spark for me. It was like, because my, my parents, my father was in the Navy and he was not an officer. He was an enlisted guy. So just wanted to let you know where we were in that. And my mother was a nurse. And so they were hardworking, uh, lower middle-class folks. Okay. And so they said, what, you want candy? Well, I guess you're going to have to go work for it. That, that was the answer not we're going to give you money or anything like that. It's like, go work for it. I'm like, but I'm 10. They're like, figure it out. I mean, literally figure it out, kid. Okay. So I went down to the local PX for those of the military descent. Uh, mil that means just the grocery store, the local grocery store that you were allowed to go to and walked down to the local PX. And I said, Hey, can I, uh, load up the grocery shelves for you or can I stock or something like that? And they're like, no, the boxes are a little too heavy, blah, blah, blah. How about you bag groceries? So I would bag groceries and for a quarter, I would go and take your groceries and I would put them in your car for you because the PX was so small, they did not have grocery carts. It was on an island out in the middle of the Caribbean. So that's Luther, uh, Luther Bahamas. That's where that was. So that's, that was my first job. I was a freelancer and I was a bagger at the local PX. That's awesome. And that's super cute. <laughs> I'm impressed that they gave the job and like, no, sorry. No, again, no. I was well, I was a well-behaved and very motivated 10 year old. <laughs> that is awesome. Yep. Any, you've been absolutely fabulous. Any last words for our peeps? Uh, as entrepreneurs, I want you to realize just how weird you are. Stop trying to be normal. That's never going to happen for you. And many of you already know that, but I just want to confirm what you already know for you. And the gold nugget that I'm going to leave, uh, leave with you today is this. Please realize you have done something that most people in this country have absolutely no way of doing. You have a courage 
that is unmistakable. Why? You left stability for freedom. And that is to be acknowledged. And I want you to sit and celebrate and kind of pat yourself on the back because I know there are times at 2.30 in the morning, you wake up in a cold sweat wondering how you're going to feed the kids or how you're going to make the next electric bill payment or you know something like that. But I just want you to realize you left security for freedom. And that's exactly how this country was founded. And Thomas Jefferson is quoted as saying, as long as we have farmers and as long as we have free enterprise, this country will be okay. And I want to let you know, you are a part of the solution. And I want to say thank you and do everything in your power to stay in business and stay profitable. Thank you for your time. Awesome. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Peeps, this is Michelle Nadelek. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share the show with your friends that are into entrepreneurial business. We love helping you grow. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.